It's another Woody Wednesday on the podcast daily, and it's going to be a Will Howard Wednesday with Bill Landis, Jeremy Birmingham, and I'm Austin Ward. We talked a, a little bit about what we heard from the new Ohio State quarterback as he met with the assembled media in its entirety on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday morning. We obviously talked to him a couple weeks ago on the podcast daily, but he's had a little bit more opportunity to settle in. He's got Bill O'Brien in the building to help start working on the offense, and there's a lot to process with the Ohio State quarterback room. So... Where should we begin, Bill? This, you've done like extra ones on Kings. We've done the interview. Yeah, but like, it's pretty important to talk about the quarterback. It is pretty. I, I, I my view is changing a little bit on what I think he's going to be for this offense because, and we talked about it on the snap judgments, but him the way that he ran the ball at Kansas State, and I was of the mind that Ohio State would probably have to run him. I don't know, five or so times a game, between five and ten times a game, I think, like they get the most out of him. And that was based off of the way that Kansas State was using him. And it is it is funny to me the way that he describes himself as a runner, because I actually think he's a pretty good runner. Um he's not like super shifty, but he's got good like deceptive kind of speed and he's decisive and I think he sees things well. But I don't think he wants to be framed that way. And I don't think he necessarily wants a situation where he's gonna be running as much as he was at, at Kansas State. So I'm I guess I'm adjusting my expectations on, on that a little bit based off what Will Howard has, has said both in our, the interview we did with him a few weeks ago and here on, on Tuesday morning. Um, so I don't know. Like I still think it's part of the offense, but but maybe it's like a breaking case of emergency type of thing, like a short yardage type of thing to know you have it in your back pocket, red zone situational type of thing, more so than it is like you know we're going into a game with the idea that we're going to run him a handful of times because we feel like he needs to do that. I, th- I think he is... He is eager to show people that he's a different kind of quarterback, I think, than he was at, at Kansas State, which is, I guess, on some levels obvious, right? You want to you want to show an elevated level of play, but I think even like stylistically, he wants to be different than he was there. You don't play quarterback your whole life to run the ball. You do it because you want to throw the football because that's what you love doing. Um, and I think that some of that maybe just ego, like, hey, I'm the quarterback, I'm the BMOC, like I'm the guy that everyone looks to. But when That's you get a bacon mayonnaise on <laughs> onion, on, onion and cheese on ciabatta, when when you get when you get to when you get to the next level, and the expectation is you just got to win the game. Coaches don't really care what you want to do. They're gonna they're gonna have you do what they need. You look at him and you're like that's our first chance to really see him in person. Like he's a big kid. Like okay. you can understand why. In, Who does he remind you of? <laughs> you can understand why in like a third and two or a fourth and one. Like the impulse is. Just have why Kansas State had their call sheet that's like yeah. quarterback power for so, Will Howard. Like you get it. I mean, I, I get the the desire to to be something different than he's been at Kansas State because that's why you play the position and certainly why you choose Ohio State and Ryan Day because you know that the position when when you come in here is going to be about developing you for the NFL. As he said on Tuesday, like he could have played it somewhere else and had a lot of stats, but are you going to get ready? Are you going to get better for the NFL? And I, I think that's his only, his only goal was to do that. He, he brought this up the first time that we talked to him and he brought it up multiple times on Tuesday. Like to your point, Berm, Will Howard is not lacking any confidence in his arm strength. It's reminds me when he's talking about that of CJ Stroud, like I'm not a running back. I'm a really good passer and I can do this and I want to show off my arm in I think it's interesting because I'm trying to figure out there's a lot of snaps and Bill, you've seen a lot more of them than I have to break down. He's played a lot of football. And the first thing that you think of when you watch him is not, this is a deadly accurate Tom Brady passer. Like 
he he views his arm talent that way and i i wonder how much of that is he's not throwing to Emeka Ibuka and Carnell Tate and Brandon Ennis and and yeah. and, and the pass protection was also remarkable. like that he's going to have more of that at Ohio State than he probably had at Kansas State even for what we may have said about some of the inconsistencies for the Buckeyes up front uh, a year ago I I wonder how much of that is real and how much of it is untapped potential when you surround him with different talent because we also have made this point a number of times that like Ryan Day and Lincoln Riley are 100% convinced that this guy has the, the top end to be an NFL passer and a very good one, not a successful college quarterback, an NFL passer. So I wonder how much of that we have to factor in, which is not a knock at K-State, but they don't have the same personnel around him as Ohio State does. That's just a simple fact. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, re- it's the reality situation. I, I can't remember if I said this or not, but when I – when I watched, I think I watched three games to do the breakdown that I wrote at Rivals. I also owe our texters uh, like a video breakdown. I will, I will send that. At the time I made it, I had no voice, and I didn't want to subject that to you. More. <laughs> um, but I will make one and, and send it over to you guys this week. Um, there were a couple of throws that like I thought were good throws, and they were just like incompletions or interceptions even because the guys he was throwing to, I'll say it, weren't that good. Um, he doesn't have to say that, and he wouldn't say that, but... You know, as Berm said on on uh, Tuesday, like their best receiver was a fullback or like a tight end fullback hybrid. It certainly wasn't Cardinal Tate. It certainly wasn't Brendan Innes or Emeka Abuka. I do think some of the some of the stuff, especially with him throwing the ball down the field, that if you look at the raw data, leaves a little something to be desired. Certainly, if you watch him, I think you can see the potential. And if you can, I guess, do the mental gymnastics of like marrying that with what you know of Ohio State's receiver room. And I think there's plenty of reason to believe that there's some untapped potential there as a passer. Like he's got to do it. You know, he's got to put on the work to get better. I, I think I think he can improve his accuracy, certainly, but I don't look at the completion percentage or even like some of the turnover stuff at Kansas State and think like, no, nah, he's not good enough as a passer. I, I think the tools are there. Um and Ohio State has to bring it out of him and the players around him, I think, will bring it out of him. So like I, I definitely see the vision that Ryan Day and Lincoln Riley saw. I'd love it when people bet on themselves. And that's what he did with this decision to come to Ohio State. Again, he said, you know, I was hearing from the NFL, maybe third round, maybe fourth, maybe fifth, maybe sixth. A third round pick in the NFL at quarterback is a, you're going to make a roster mm-hmm. and you're going to make a good living for the next couple so you're of years. You're drafting a guy in the third round that like you think you're getting a steal who might start for you. Right. I mean, and if that's some of the feedback he was getting, then that's pretty encouraging. But to say, I want to come and I want to make myself better than that. Like that, that says something about the kid. And then you add in the fact that he could have gone to Miami or USC or anywhere really that, uh, you know, Ohio State reached out to him early and he waited. Like he waited and waited for Ohio State to come back to him after the cotton mold and say, okay, we, we, we are going to make, make mm-hmm. this move because when he said it on Tuesday was they told me they wanted to wait till after the cotton mold to see how things looked. And like, okay, well. Like they got an answer. They got an answer. It didn't look great, and it wasn't because of him or, or Devin Brown or the guys in the current room. But like, it was a uh, it's a real bet on himself. He could have waited too long, and not mm-hmm. had this opportunity. So um, it, I think that it says a lot about him as a person. And then you add add in what he just looked like sitting here talking to a room full of sixty people on Tuesday for a kid coming from Kansas State who you probably spend time talking to eight media members there, mm. if, if that. I would say and probably. one tumbleweed. I'd say four, probably. And, and one very chatty tumbleweed. <laughs> four tumbleweeds and yeah. four like, reporters. And he didn't, it didn't seem too big for him. It didn't seem to be like, oh, no, this is this is weird. I mean, I, 
I think it says a lot about the kid. Bill, when you you say maybe your your views are evolving, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to do that. No, nope. it's 2024. You have to pick a side and stick <laughs> and with it forever. You can't ever change your mind when new information comes out. Mm. That's one of the laws. Uh, how much of that is Will Howard? How much of that is Bill O'Brien? Yeah, Bill O'Brien, I think, is part of it, too. Because, obviously, Bryce Young ran the ball when he won the Heisman Trophy with Bill O'Brien as his offensive coordinator, but a lot of that was scrambles. I actually don't think that's Will Howard's strength. Um, he's not a big-time scrambler. There's really, it's kind of a weird juxtaposition between like having, I think it's like a 1,000 career rushing yards and, like I think, fewer than 100 career scramble yards. It's actually it's, it's quite bizarre. Um, but he, I, I think that speaks to he's not like super twitchy, which I think you have to be to be an excellent scrambler. So I, I don't expect that to be a major part of his game, a part of his play. And like Bill O'Brien has some QB run stuff, but I, I don't, I don't think it's something that he wants to rely on. I think, I think the way that Bill O'Brien and, and Will Howard did kind of touch on this, um, the way that Bill O'Brien and Ryan Day are going to use Will Howard's athleticism is like play action pass plays. Uh, boot plays like naked stuff like we, and we've seen that in the offense like Justin Fields did, did quite a lot of that mm-hmm. CJ Stroud I think did it well he didn't have to do it so much because he could just sit back in the pocket and pick you apart and I actually thought that they didn't do enough of that last year and CJ's game in the NFL took a major leap because the Texans allowed him to get out of the pocket yeah and reset and, and throw out there and I think I think Will Howard can can do that effectively and Ohio State didn't do it a ton last year I don't know if that's like a was a comfort thing with Kyle McCord or maybe by the time he was dealing with the ankle injuries, like he didn't have the mobility to do it effectively. I'm not sure, but I, but I do think that will come back. It's it's a little more of a pro style thing, I suppose. But they have an NFL offensive coordinator, and Ryan Day, you know, has a has an NFL type of offense, and that's why Will Howard came here to get better for the NFL. So I think maybe, you know, if I thought that they were going to use his legs to like literally run it five to ten times a game, maybe it's more they're going to use his legs to get into some more play action. And obviously you think of like adding Quinchad Judkins and Trayvon Henderson, you're going to have a really good run game too to, to pair that with. So maybe that's the direction the offense is headed. I noticed that when Quinchon Judkins was asked about like, doesn't it help you and Travion both that maybe you have a quarterback over there who can run it ten times? And he was kind of like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot that the 2023 season happened because you said, you know, last year they didn't do that as much. And I was like, yeah, CJ didn't do that much at Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> there was, was completely, there was a season. It would have completely glossed over the 2023 season. I, I think the season would have looked a lot different if CJ Stroud was the quarterback. Whoops, uh, there would have no, been a I, I think, over there somewhere. <laughs> Which banner? The one that says national champion. Oh. In your mind, where we just put CJ Stroud on the 2023 podcast. In, in my mind's eye. Yeah. yeah. I, I think with a player like Will Howard, like it's all about how the pieces fit together. And Bill O'Brien, I didn't hear a lot of what Will Howard talked about with him, but I mean, he said like that was part of the discussion. So Will Howard got hired or, or committed. <laughs> he did. He got, well, yeah, he Will, Howard got, Will Howard got hired a few weeks before. He got Bill signed O'Brien. out of the portal. He got hired a few weeks before Bill O'Brien did. So uh, clearly, it was a known commodity and a known quantity, at least between Ryan Day and mm-hmm. his future quarterback. But. That's to me the part today, Tuesday. Sorry, that was really interesting. Like no one seemed today's to, Wednesday. Yeah, Tuesday when we talked to Will Howard um, <laughs> yesterday. There was no real conversation about are you competing for the starting job. And I think like it seems pretty assumed that he's here to be the starter. And I, I imagine that won't impact the way he prepares. But I, I do think that there's some like. He needs to have that based on what we talked about on staff judgments on Tuesday. Like, 
if Kansas State's coaches were never really all in with him for some reason, I think it's imperative that Ryan Day lets <coughs> him know from the jump, like, you are our guy. So we ride or die this year with Will Howard. And I, I think that, huh? that's right. Yeah. What? <laughs> what happened? I said bad boys for life. Just living life a quarter mile at a time, too. <laughs> Oh, you're mixing your yeah, we are. movies. That'd be a great crossover. Holy moly, that. bad boys. But writer, writer dies in what both if of those. You know? the ba- those cop, Will Smith, what if, why haven't they met up in the Fast and Furious universe with those guys? You think that they could keep pace with the world's most famous crime syndicate? <laughs> yes. Also, why would cops be pursuing them? Because now the Fast, the, guys. the Fast and Furious crew is helping oh, uh, international governments. The world's Spoiler most <laughs> famous crime syndicate is now helping. That's right. Because only the world government, which only is like a the true, world's most famous crime, only a true criminal can catch the world's yeah. best criminals. Kind of walk there. Got it. But so my point is, uh, and Will Smith and Martin Lawrence can definitely not do that. That confidence is really important. It is. Who are we talking about? Will Howard. <laughs> Will Howard. Um, it, it, that to, to be able to walk in here and know, hey, I, I had coaches that maybe didn't give me all of that. Um, that boost that you need when you're you're the man. Like you, you play quarterback because you want to be the man. You got to be the man to be, be the, the man. man. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's true. And Woo! sometimes you need to be told that you're the man. And I think it's important that Ohio State has clearly given him that uh, that belief, even if it's not being said directly. Hey, you're our starting quarterback forever and ever. Amen. It, it's at least being. That's the second time you've said that. <laughs> he listened to it on the way to the Woody. Uh, little Randy Trav. I, I feel like. So I'd like to go back and count in the transcript the number of times that Will Howard said pro style. And you know with Ryan Day and Bill O'Brien what you're going to get. I Again, Bryce Young is a different kind of athlete. And as you said, Bill, a lot of that can come from scramble yards. I don't think you were just lining up and ever going to run quarterback power with Bryce Young Mm -hmm. the way you might with Will Howard. So how much of that? Is that going to be five to six just to keep a defense honest? I think that's probably where I'm at because Bill O'Brien, I don't think, is going to have a tremendous desire to run the quarterback. And I and I know from my experiences covering and watching Ryan Day's career that his preference is to keep his starting quarterback healthy almost at all costs. And that leads to some awkward moments where people are saying, hey, that C.J. Stroud needs to run more. And maybe there'll be times this season where people say that about Will Howard. I don't know. I know he's a willing runner, and I know that C.J. did it when he needed to. And definitely Justin Fields was more than capable of doing that. But I don't know that Ohio State's offense, again, with the with two guys in the backfield who are on the short list of the five best backs in the country, with Emeka Ibuka, with you know, Carnell Tate, with Brandon Ennis, with Jeremiah Smith, with Will Kazmarek, potentially based on what we've seen a little bit on film, like that that is the best way to win a game. It can help you in certain situations without a doubt. Yeah. Convert in short yardage, maybe finish off drives in the red zone. But between the 20s, like that's not going to be the best way for Ohio State to move the ball. It's just a good tool to have, or I guess to use a golf metaphor, a good club to have in your bag. Like what, that Ohio State just hasn't had the last couple of years. Now they were they were able to overcome that, especially in the red zone, because CJ was like an excellent red zone passer. But it was a struggle for them to finish drives, at least for the majority of last year, because they didn't have the QB run threat. They didn't have a precision passer down in the red zone. And maybe yeah. Will Howard will not. running back was hurt. Any rest running back was hurt half the year. I don't. I don't know that I view Will Howard necessarily as a precision passer down like in the like short short red zone. But he at least gives you the opportunity to use his legs. So sure. I, I think you don't it's, have it's, to be quite as precise as a passer down there if the defense is worried. Well, about Well, that's the other thing. Yeah, it's like his his reputation. I think will precede him a little bit now. 
if it gets to November and they're not running him He's at all, you, you lose the effect of that. But I think early on they'll they'll have that, and I do think they'll they'll run him enough that um, teams will have to honor it all year, and that'll make everybody's life easier. Do we think Will Howard will have more yards rushing at Northwestern than C.J. Stroud had at Northwestern in twenty twenty two? I don't think. Do so. Do you think Will Howard will have? A 50-yard touchdown run in his first game in the shoe, like Justin Fields did. No. I think I'm taking neither on both of these two options. That I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the rushing touchdown in the first game. Over 50 against Akron. Yeah, same play. They're gonna line up in the shotgun. They're gonna run bash. Someone's oh. gonna follow Quinshot Judkins, and then Will Howard's gonna run untouched for a touchdown. A little one of these. Oh, wow, that's the boldest P of all time. That's right. Mark he even down. called the play. I know, Mark, what Mark I love about it is we've spent, oh, I don't know, 14 minutes, 15 minutes talking about how they shouldn't be running the ball very much. And here you go. <laughs> there are, but they're going to, they have to. It, it, it can't be we're not going to run him at all. I think it's just going to be less than I initially anticipated. I was going to say, I do Can you think imagine that post-game presser? So, Will, first at first meeting at Ohio State, you told us how you didn't want to run, and then the Buckeyes coaches called a run play on the first play of the game. Do you hate them now? <laughs> are you out of here? No, I'm just going to show have them you been this lied to? podcast daily. On what is what is the date? The third. Is there how many days are in January? Thirty-one. <laughs> this watch doesn't work. <laughs> no, it says the thirtieth. Thirty-one. But I didn't know if there were thirty-one days in it's, January. It's not Tuesday. Thirty-one. <laughs> I I think there is an element that's important for both both of the points you made. Having the threat, maybe it doesn't happen with a fifty-yard touchdown against Akron, but Dwayne Haskins had a walk-in score against TCU in the first month of the season. They was on film. Didn't have to do a ton of it after that. Didn't do it again until Maryland, where he had to put the ball. But you had you you knew it. It was on film. It wasn't just saved for a special occasion. And and I know that that's reaching, and that's a really small sample size. But doing it early may mean that you don't have to do it every time. I know. Yeah. That was my favorite Urban Meyer quote, by the way, when Dwayne ran the ball at Maryland, and Urban said, "You know, he dropped his pads and he <laughs> he dropped something else." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything to deflect from the defensive performance that day <laughs> yeah. was, was going to be helpful. Um, Berm, you mentioned not a lot of talk about starting competition, battling for the job in, in March and April. Adding in a fifth person, how, do you th- how can this be managed? I think people have asked that a lot, and I don't have an easy answer. I mean, I don't think it ultimately changes that much for Will Howard. I, I, I think that these next three months for him are going to be an absolute whirlwind of tears, everything you can possibly absorb. Maybe, you know, I think one of the reasons you hire Bill O'Brien is so that you can change the recipe that you've been working off of the last few years, which is Ryan Day handles the starters and the backups are handled by the quarterbacks coach. And I don't think you can do that this year because Bill O'Brien's going to be the one calling the plays and he needs, so maybe it's Ryan Day working with the backups and, mm. and, and Bill O'Brien working with Star. I don't know, but I think that you're going to need to give Will Howard that one-on-one attention and say, this is your offense. We need to learn this with you. And then you tell Devin Brown and Lincoln Keenholz, and, and you hope that Devin and Lincoln can help bring along Julian and Air. You might even have Devin bringing along Will. I don't know. I mean, because... Again, some of that's going to be about how much the offense changes. Ryan Day's offense is what the Buckeyes are going to run. This is not Bill O'Brien coming in and running Bill O'Brien's offense or anything like that. So um, whatever they do in these next three months when you get into spring football and through the spring game has to be entirely predicated on giving Will Howard 100% of the starting reps and as many opportunities to sit down with the brain trust as possible. And then you let the other guys sort of Learn at their own pace, almost, and mm. I, 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 that's how I would think you'd have to handle it. Yeah, no, I think that I think that's right. Like the 
the best examples we've seen the last couple of years of transfer quarterbacks really excelling and putting their team at a championship level have come in the second year. Yeah. And Ohio State doesn't have that luxury. So they have to get Bill O'Brien and Will Howard in the lab and figure that out. And I think, like Berm said, it's kind of separate the rest of the room. And whether that's with – I probably should be with, like, Todd Fitch or something. Yeah, like and you let those guys to, yeah. duke it out to see who's going to be the number two or number three heading into the season. But mm-hmm. – if Will Howard is your starter, and I think we can all presume that he is, then everything resource-wise has to be poured into him. Yeah, through absolutely. Spring. Justin Fields got up to speed pretty quickly. No, he did. Like there are examples of it, and, yeah. and Jalen Hurts was there for one year at Oklahoma and did well too. But like I think, go birds. Like Michael, that's right, go birds. Like Michael Penix, Bo Nix. Like sure. those guys were in their second years. Yeah, and Denver, I think it's yeah, more Joe likely Burrow. that you see Will yeah. Howard be that type of quarterback than he is expected to be the Justin Fields type of quarterback where it's like, oh, this is now our offense. He's yeah, not coming the in. Show. Yeah, he's not coming in to be the offense. He's sure. coming in. Jalen Hurts went to Oklahoma to be the offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a different expectation. This is, here are all these parts. You need to figure out how to put them together. We need to teach you how to put them together because you've never had parts like this. Mm. That's a great point. I don't know what else to say about it. It's uh, another in-depth January quarterback conversation. Last one. Last one for like a month until we see him out here on the practice We'll put it on hold until we actually – now we've heard him talk a couple times so we can get a feel for that. Now we'll wait until the first week of March to see what that actually looks like when the Buckeyes get back on a field right in here in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. And then we'll have a lot more podcast dailies coming from right inside this venerable building. But the the ceiling's still here. Didn't cave in. Everything. (laughs) Imagine that. Let's hope it holds for like uh, five more minutes. Yeah. And then after that, whatever happens, happens. Something's for Bill, happening. For Bill Anderson, yeah, maybe maybe it's falling right now. <laughs> I don't know what that sound is. It's Bill Anderson, Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. Thanks for joining us on the Podcast Daily for Wednesday. We'll talk to you later.